Mac. Because I just really got tired of them saying download El Capitan, so I just said F it. So what? hopefully it works. I, right, I will. I said <laughs> I got Capitan, so I just said F it. <laughs> so hopefully. Hi. Okay, yeah, so that's working. So let's get the show started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Gamers Ledge Podcast. We're going to start right now. Welcome to Gamers Ledge Podcast. The weekly podcast about video games with news, reviews, analysis, and opinion. Keeping you up to date on how to wisely spend your money for video games, movies, RPGs, comics, books, and more for over 16 years. Find us online at GamersLedge.com. And now, your hosts. Hello and welcome to Gamers Ledge Podcast. Greetings and salutations. I am your host, Mark. Uh, joining me this week in the top left, Brady Square, it's Matt. Howdy. Next to him in the top right, it is the Titan of Philadelphia, Dave. Hey. And last but not least, from the upside down in the great white north, it's Kate. Hello. I only say that because it's really dark. Oh, is who's who's actually I'm I'm hearing somebody's stream somewhere, but that's okay. Uh, welcome to Gamers Ledge Podcast. It is a conversation uh, amongst friends. A look at the video gaming industry and a look at what it means to be a hardcore gamer. We are currently on, of course, Twitch, YouTube, uh, Facebook Live, and a couple other services as well. So lots of uh, places we're at. Um, Thanks for joining us. What we do first, top of the hour, is we always tackle what everybody's been up to for the last week. So, uh, Kate, what have you been up to for the last week? Um, well, I've been playing some Final Fantasy Record Keeper. Uh, actually spent all day Sunday doing some leveling, and I got some of the event people, so I guess I'm not done with it yet. Um, playing some Daryl Live Extreme 3. And I got PPSSPP going on my computer so I could play PSP games with my DualShock controller. As nice. opposed to using the PSP itself. So I'm playing Final Fantasy Tactics World Alliance. And so how does that work exactly? Oh, you like, um, you have to download the drivers. Because mm -hmm. your computer will automatically recognize an Xbox controller. Mm -hmm. So if you look for the right drivers, uh, you can you know, trick it into thinking that it's an Xbox controller, but it's really a PlayStation controller. And you just hook it in via the USB cable, and uh, and it, it just works. Nice. Um, anything else that you played? Nope. All right. Matt, how about you? Um, let's see. It was oh, awesome. No Man's Sky. I'm really confused by it right now because I don't know what I'm supposed to do now because what I thought I was doing wasn't what I was doing. So, <laughs> yeah. 
gotta figure that out. Um, so now that you know that, was, now that you know that, does that change your outlook on the game at all? No, but no, because it's 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 the nature of these types of games, right? They just kind of give you little inklings of things to do. And if you, as a silly human, decide that you think that two things are connected because it seems really obvious that they are, and it turns out they aren't, it's too bad, silly human. Go go figure out what to do now because what you thought you were doing wasn't what you were doing. So, no, it doesn't really affect my my perception of the game other than I generally don't like that thing kind of thing. But... It, you know, it was silly human. Here are three choices. I assumed that two of them were essentially the same thing, and that assumption was wrong. So, uh, overall, no, it just frustrated me more that my freaking hyperdrive extension broke after I got out of the stupid black hole. You, you were super honest. lucky I've never had anything break going through any of the black holes. Maybe it's because I have the big one. Maybe it's because I just literally warped directly to 10 different Atlas stations in a row. Maybe that's why. I don't know. They may just break after you travel so far that forces you to stop and repair them. But, of course, the one I've got requires harmonic res or dynamic resonators and emerald and gold. So, you know, really easy things to find and make. Um, so that'll... Fortunately, the first planet I landed on has gold, so at least one of the requirements will be met. Nice. Um, and, of course, the station always has one less dynamic resonator than you need. Every single time. <laughs> um, so there's that. Then uh, I did play some Pokemon Go, so I'm still playing regardless of what other people are doing or not doing. So got that. Uh, I downloaded and played a very little bit of Justice Monsters 5 or V. I'm never sure with... It's, I think it's 5. Which they intended to be. I think it's 5 because there's 5 of them. But, and they are like, Justice um, 5! It's so corny and cheesy. I love it. it it's, it's horrible. Um, the game itself is okay. I basically just made it through the tutorial part, so... But I, I haven't fired it up again since the first time I fired it up, so I don't know what that says, but I don't play a lot of mobile games. So still tweaking a little bit of Fallout Shelter. I, I basically get on about once or twice a week and run some of the quests that you can do now. Um, I got Cappy and Bottle and Cappy. Is that what the Nuka World mascots are? I saved them from the evil raiders, so yay me. Um, yeah, I did download Nuka World that dropped Monday, but I haven't played it yet, which is the final uh, official expansion for Fallout 4. Um, so I played the download game, but I didn't actually play it. Uh, then there's been Adventure Capitalist. I am now working on Earth and the Moon, and I have my rocket ready to go to Mars. So be making money on all the planets and moons are available <laughs> nice um and then just you know odds and ends here gems of war uh it was i don't know what was going on but i was going through my list of the game i was trying to clear off my my hard drive of stuff that i probably was never going to play again and 
fired up some of the old little side game things like uh what is that milk defender what is that one i forget what it's called just to see if it was something i wanted to hold on to or if i should just go ahead and delete it um so a bunch of little crud here and there but nothing nothing significant um i feel like i'm forgetting something but that's all i can think of Okay. Dave, how about you? That's a hell of a list. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, uh, Dave, how about you? How does your <laughs> list compare? Um, I mean, you'd probably be surprised. We we have actually played quite a bit this week. I uh, I, I broke down upon the um, urging of a Twitter friend of mine, Naomi. Um, she was talking up how they had some deal at like you know, Target for the new ds but it's like a mario uh, themed one and i was just like uh, like i i don't i didn't really want to get a new 3ds um because i didn't really feel the need to but then i kind of like looked at it and it was just like all right there's it only plays that's you have to have a new 3ds to play the the eShop uh super nintendo games so i was just like all right there's a couple of those i wanted to check out like i want to play earthbound um I never actually played, and this is kind of sad considering my love for the genre. I officially never actually played Super Metroid. What? I, I know, I know. This is my... The genre started for me with Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Like, okay. That's what got me into the you, genre. You, you jumped into like the ultimate form. You skipped all the... <laughs> Yeah, he, yeah. We, we call that around my house, in. around my house, we call that a pappy's because my <laughs> wife had never had barbecue. I know, but before I met her, she really never had barbecue. So I like took... smoked barbecue or sloppy joes. Smoked, smoked barbecue. She nice. never had smoked <laughs> okay. barbecue. And so I never knew sloppy joes were actually considered barbecue. Oh, oh they very much are in some places of the world. But but anyways, yeah. I. I took her to a place in St. Louis, which is arguably the best barbecue in the world. Um, their their hours are 11 a.m. to whenever they run out, and the line is 70, 79 people deep at 11 a.m. when they open their door, uh, and it's fantastic. Nice. So that was her first barbecue. So how do you think she feels about any other barbecue she's ever had since then? subpar exactly and so that that's a pattern. yeah that's just wrong to do to somebody well you did the same thing with castlevania symphony yeah, of the I, night. yeah I get that I get that <laughs> so... <laughs> and not only that but it was the uh I jumped into the Saturn version of symphony of the night which was actually the most complete version of the game um because it had I think 212.2 percent um that you could unlock of the castle um Versus like what two hundred and two percent for the PlayStation. So yeah, um, <clears throat> but there's a couple things you know I want to try on there. You know, it's got some you know different face plates on it. Like it came with two of them. This one's the uh, like the eight bit Nintendo one, which I thought was really cool. Um, I, I actually really love the system. If I had known how much better the hardware was than the original. Uh, 3ds stuff i probably would have picked one up sooner the face tracking for the 3d 
actually makes the 3D way more usable on it. Um, I've had no issues playing in like the 3D stuff, and I actually enjoy it a lot more now. Uh, you don't have to worry about keeping like it straight on or anything like that. Um, which I know they got better as like um, like I think my last one was the 3DS XL. Um, it is a lot better. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> the um, I know the 3DS XL was a lot better, but this one is even like it's just perfect. Like it's really not causing any issues at all. It's really nice. Um, I downloaded some older games on it. Um, I did my playthrough of Streets of Rage 2 on it uh, just before we started this call. I absolutely love Streets of Rage 2. Um, it is such a fun game to play over and over again. Um, they have a 3D version of Gunstar Heroes on there, so I had to get that. Um, rediscovered some old ones like Pushmo. Um, if you ever played that one, it was a downloadable Nintendo game on there. It's a puzzle game where you kind of have to, like, you know, you're pulling, um, they kind of look like, um, like picture, you know, puzzles. You have to, like, pull blocks out and, like, do, you know, jumping around to maneuver on them. And you're pulling and pushing stuff into the foreground to make, like, you know, your way through to a goal. Um, so it's, like, kind of like a 3D platformer puzzle game, uh, basically, is how it works. Um, really, you know, great, simple to get into gameplay, but like, you know, complicated as you're working through stuff. So it's kind of something that was really scratching an itch right now that I didn't even realize I had. Because um, I kind of just love puzzle games like that. Um, so that was that was going great. Um, trying to think of other ones I played on there right now. I did a trans system transfer actually, which took like two and a half hours <laughs> uh, from my original 3DS. Almost as long as your Mortal up. Kombat update. <laughs> Dude, it was that was going on at the same time, actually. I had everything going. It was so annoying. And um, I had on my original 3DS, do you remember they, they had an ambassadors program? That if you were one of the suckers that bought the 3DS early? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they gave you, like, a whole ton of games for free. So it's just like, what? Why not? Why not transfer all them over instead of just breaking out the original one? So I transferred everything over. So it's rediscovering a bunch of old games there. Um, I played like the F Zero from the Game Boy Advance. You know, just to jump into that real quick because I had fond memories of that. Um, Shovel Knight was another one. Um, there was like some updates to it and everything, and I wanted to replay that. So I started playing Shovel Knight again. Um, I downloaded Earth, Earthbound, like I said, uh, Super Metroid. Um, like I said, it's another one I'm going to play. And, uh, yeah, so I've been rediscovering my love of the 3DS is basically what I've done this week. Well, I have a little bit more, but not a whole lot. Um, holy cow, where do I even start? Uh, I pulled alphabetical. Up, yeah, I pulled alphabetical. No, um, I... <laughs> I did No Man's Sky. So obviously we started our new uh, live streaming schedule, which is currently up on the screen, which you guys can't see, but those people at home can. Um, we're doing three sets of unique content, one for Twitch, one for YouTube, one for Facebook Live. Um, so on Monday, I played No Man's Sky with Matt. Um, uh, I also played Mortal Kombat. 10 which i love that game i'm so rusty at it but i love it we we, we played brutal on monday oh right we played brutal on monday that's right no man's sky was yesterday on tuesday uh, it's all so, yeah, i played up. brutal too 
Yes, you did play. Yeah, you did play <laughs> play brutal. That's right. Uh, and then uh, I watched. Does that count? Yes. And then um, I played Star Citizen uh, also um, live for the masses with all you of its. Fall through your ship and die in horrible ways. Yeah. Like yeah. So Dave, you weren't there for that one because that was at the very end. But at the very end, I phased through my ship and my ship was spinning, and it whacked me and killed me. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then flying into the depths of space. into the depths of space, and that's where I called it. Uh, so that was kind of that's fun. That's a really that's a really well designed game. Um, <laughs> I I think you're being a troll right now, but I'm not 100 percent positive. So <laughs> a little bit, yeah, L- a little bit. Um, so then uh, you need the troll memes to pop up there. When I mean, I get it, you so said you said it in. wasn't like it's alpha. Yeah, it's like pre alpha. Yeah, so I'm, so I'm, I mean, I, I can't it. really. I take some of that back, actually. That's that's unfair. Um, also want to thank uh, a couple people, Gold, for subscribing. Uh, and then Cyborg, yes, I see you are watching, so thank you very much. Uh, if you guys have questions for the mailbag section, be sure to ask them in the comments, and we will definitely address them, or on uh, Amino, where we are at as well. Um, also played Rock Band uh, yesterday, and then... Um, Tried to play an hour's worth of um, Overwatch, and that's when the DDoS attack happened at Blizzard. Uh, so ended up playing Last of Us multiplayer for a good chunk of the hour and then managed to get a couple matches of Overwatch in at the end. Um, and then today we have this, and then tomorrow on Twitch uh, we've got Threads Thursday. My wife is actually streaming uh, Style Savvy fashion forward which is a brand new game that just came out it's the game that eats all of her time uh so she's that she's a little nervous but also excited uh and there's not a whole lot of people streaming that so that should be interesting um and then then on facebook and youtube simultaneously tomorrow will be thirsty thursdays uh we that's where we actually make some drinks we show you how to make the drinks and then we play some tabletop games or card games or something along those lines so uh, you'll have to tune in tomorrow to see what we play, but that's the idea. Uh, and then on Friday on Twitch, we've got uh, Super Friends f- Fridays, so that's going to be Injustice this week. Uh, we've got Frightful Fridays, which should be Slender or Until Dawn, one of the two. Haven't decided yet. And then um, lastly on Facebook Live Friday night, we'll finish off the week of programming content with Fun with Friends Fridays, where we will be playing Drawful 2. So anyone that wants to play Drawful 2, let us know. Uh, we've got slots for eight of the editors and then anybody else that wants to come and play with us. And then we can have up to 10,000 people actually playing with us. So that's easy to do also. So I've been playing a lot of different things uh, and it's been a lot of fun actually. Um, games that I have not necessarily had on rotation for a little while, getting some playage and uh, I'm enjoying it. So... What was what would what was the topic, Matt? I keep forgetting the topic from this week. Oh, are we in a gaming bubble? That's what it was. Yes. That was the the topic gaming that bubble. Matt wanted to bring up, and I thought it was a, a relevant thing. Matt, you had a bunch of different reasons for why you kind of looked at it mm. as a bubble. So why don't you why don't you state your case for the jury, and then we will all tell you how you're wrong. <laughs> 
Uh, how about you start <laughs> telling me why I'm wrong, and then I'll rebut. Re uh, uh, I totally didn't get that paragraph ready ahead of time. Um, well, it, it just – I guess what triggered it is the uh, the the – the f feedback or not the feedback the pushback against uh no man's sky and beyond that then like uh mighty number no. nine and a, a lot of these games that had a lot of anticipation and a lot of hype around them division yes we don't um, talk about that one around here <laughs> division uh too, too, soon, too soon uh destiny although people keep on telling me it's great now it's great now i don't know i'm not gonna go back um you know it's just how much of this kind of stuff is is the market gonna bear out at this point you know are we are we going to keep stalling while i find my paragraph that i wrote before <laughs> Um, apparently not because I can't find the blooming paragraph. Well, while arrow. while you while you um, search for it, let me let me recap what I remember of this paragraph. I remember that you said that far too many games are being released in unfinished states. I remember yes. that you said that far too many games are releasing a portion of what the game should be and offering the finished game as DLC. Uh, and that's about all I remember from the paragraph. Um, it, and um, kind of extending on that, I, I found it. Uh, the the concept of pre-orders, you know, it's a lot of there's uh, the, the the whole concept of pre-orders is kind of I'm I'm generally against the whole concept, and especially the exclusive pre-order bonuses at twelve different stores. Um, I think that's that's borderline predatory but uh beyond that it's just the you so you, you you find out about a game 18 months before it comes out and at that point you know it's still a very unfinished product so there's all these things that they're saying you're gonna do this you're gonna, do this, you're gonna have this you're gonna have this and so people start pre-ordering and they keep on it just i don't know it it then they get it and it's not what they thought they were getting when they pre-ordered it and then they get upset and you know it just why why that that just gets into there and and the and and i guess again with the whole basically let's launch something that maybe barely works and we'll just keep patching it and adding more dlc and stuff trying to get to something you know, is that is that just the new normal? I mean, are we just going to, as consumers, keep perpetuating this model of just gobbling up whatever is the new hyped thing, knowing that it's probably not going to be anywhere near what it's been hyped as, but we buy it in drones months before it even comes out, thereby making it, it's like the DC movies. They keep making lots of money, so they have no motivation to change what they're doing, even if people hate it, because they keep going to it on opening day and opening weekend, and it makes a gajillion dollars and breaks 4,000 records, so why change what you're doing? Because you're still making money. It's, it's the same kind of concept. I mean, it, it almost feels like the... the if it weren't for the fact that there are so many games and there are so many venues for gaming and there are so many legitimately good products out there, the mainstream gaming almost feels like it's on an Atari 
level bubble just waiting to burst. So, okay, there. Yeah, I think that that's very well put. Um, I I think that the only thing I can say, you're right in, in the fact that sales are down year over year. Um, not just quarter over quarter, but year over year, there's a decrease in sales. NPD numbers bear that out. I've got that as a news story a little bit later. But specifically that last part you said, like when you were, I don't know if you actually said Suicide Squad in there, but you were referencing kind of that that kind of thing. Um, I left it at generic DC movies. Okay, yeah. So, so... The thing about it for me is here's the difference between the 80s bubble and today. People are continuing to spend money in record numbers, even on stuff that is broken. Um, no Man's Sky being one thing, Suicide Squad being another. And because of that, that means that we're going to continue to see that churn. Unlike the 80s, when video games were still relatively new, and it became almost like a stock market fire in that uh, one mom heard that, oh, video games are going under, don't buy your kid a ColecoVision. And then suddenly no one was buying ColecoVisions. And then the retailers were sitting on tons of additional stock that they couldn't move, which then pushed you know the demand way down even further, meaning that prices, you know, so the whole thing collapsed. We don't have that economy or I think we have a different today. take on yeah I think we have a slightly different take on what happened in the 80s because it was more the ColecoVision kind of came out at a point when there was just there was a flood right of bad software on the Atari right 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 so it was so it was more of the flood of non-quality shovelware that affected it yeah right? but that's that that's it. what and started the mom saying like, Oh, my kid hates this. Don't buy this. And then it went from there. So, I, I mean, yes, I was just condensing for time. But, yes, the shovelware wholeheartedly. Kate, you've got something to say. I can tell. Um, well, I've, I've said it in another discussion, I think last week or the week before, that the generational view has also changed compared to the 80s. Everything in terms of like people who are much younger than us, who are you know, who buy a lot of DLC and that sort of thing are instant gratification kids. Like, they want it now, and they don't care if it's broken or not. They want it now. Like, they don't want to wait for it to be polished. And when they have to wait, they send developers death threats. <laughs> so it's, it's just, it's, a, it's um, we're thinking of it from a different generational mindset where we had patience for that kind of thing, whereas everything is now, 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 in terms of, like, just phone release games and, and all that sort of thing. So it's in, a mind, it's in their mindset to just buy DLC and buy broken games. And I don't necessarily see that changing because it's working. Right. Not only that, but there, there's also one thing that I see is there's no shortage of actual quality product at the same time. Like I have, I'm looking at my shelf and there's a backlog of quality games to play. Yep. So it's, so it's not like 
if something comes out that's really hyped and it disappoints and it's not what the not what they promised or anything like that it's not like this is what everybody's been waiting for for six months and there's nothing else to play there's plenty of competition still out there now way more video games now than they were back then right right so but kind of that actually does kind of play into matt's bubble because you can still have a bubble that way where are there is there too much choice where people actually get kind of overwhelmed with choice and then that also causes a, a minor crash. I don't think we're going to hit into like any kind of 80s level crash or anything like that. Like that's just not happening. But there is, I mean, I often, you know, at times, like I haven't been buying as much lately because I have a backlog of stuff, so I can't justify it. So I'm just like, oh, well, I'm not going to, I'm just going to pass on that now because, you know, I had, so there's, that happens to plenty of people now. You know, there's plenty of people to sit there and say, like, oh, well, I'd like to play that, I'd like to play that, I'd like to play that, but I only have time for this. So they're only making the one choice, and they're forgetting about the other stuff. That's going to happen. And is that in in itself, like, additional, like, a, not an additional, but a, a type of bubble um, that we're looking at um, that is popping at this point? Because you have other companies like Microsoft saying, like, this is the last generation you know, we're seeing this stuff. They want to change the model for stuff on what they're doing. And is this why? Because they don't like the revenue streams of doing a console life cycle. They don't like, you know, doing things that way. Like they're everybody who's everybody wants to tweak everything the way it's going. And to Matt's point about, you know, putting out like unfinished stuff, people seem to like that. Companies well, at least. Yeah, they, they, well, there's a difference too. I mean, people will clamor to play a early version, i.e., broken, of a game. I mean, Star Citizen is, granted, no longer a slideshow, but it's still pretty broken. Um, well, just from the little bit we there's watched. There's always someone who has to post first on a YouTube comment. <laughs> right. Like it's and, and I'm just thing. saying, I, 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 there's a, there is a, there is a market for that. So, if you come out and admittedly just say, yeah, here's a broken game. Pay me twenty bucks and I'll let you play it. For whatever reason, people enjoy that. Yeah, but so yeah, I can't understand it myself. But no, that's just me. Okay, but but here's the thing, right? There's we have to qualify here. Uh, early access is exactly what you just said. Steam early access right. games that, are exactly that. But that's but right. that's not. Here's a broken game. It's here's a game that's in early development, and you can come along for the ride, which is a different conversation completely from here's a broken game. No, it's phrasing. I mean, it's literally phraseology. It's, it's not <laughs> different. It's just because you bought it knowing it was broken versus bought it thinking it was a finished product and it's still broken. That's the only difference is you bought it broken on purpose. Right. Intent is the difference. You're upset, but you buy 20 things that are broken on purpose and you love them. I, that's, that's, that's part of the disconnect in my brain. That's kind of freaky, but um, yeah, sorry. Well, I mean, I, I see the point of buying into an early access game. You want to be able to say, Hey, I was there when uh, this started and this is what I think about it now versus when it first started. So I, I can see that side of it personally. Um, I don't know. What, what 
what what do the rest of you think? So do you I... think it would have made a difference if they would have launched No Man's Sky saying this is going to be an ever-changing game, it's going to be around for the next 20 years, and it's going to change every eight weeks. We're going to be changing stuff. Yes. Do you think that would have changed how people Absol- uh, Absolutely. Because if they would have said, hey, we're launching this, and Sony does not have an early access program, but we're going to launch the, the framework now and make continual updates over the next two years to it, I believe that would have changed the entire discussion. If we, if Sean Murray would have come out and said, this is what we're planning to do instead of this is what's going to be in the shipping product, that would have been a very different discussion completely. And I think people would be reacting a lot. People feel upset, let down, bamboozled, swindled, take whatever word you want because he made all of these promises and almost none of them were in the finished product. Whereas if he would have said, look, we're going to be launching on this date and this is the framework and here are the things we're going to add over time, that would have been received completely differently, in my opinion. I think it would Not until, you know... So he's a thing, he's a flim flame artist, huh? <laughs> <laughs> But you were saying yeah, that. Yeah, but I, I, oh. I kind of agree. I, I kind of agree with that. I don't have a problem if they sit there and they laid out a time frame and it's saying like this is what's going to happen over time. You're going to get, you know, access to the game here. You're going to be able to do this, this, and this, and then go. I mean, but also at the same time, like he, they were kind of quiet about things too. In some ways, like you, you kind of had to know that it wasn't going to be. Everything was promised, or maybe I'm just that jaded that I didn't believe anything. So I don't know. Don't, oh, yeah. don't, I don't ne- listen I to me. I never believed it was gonna. I never believed it was gonna be completely what he said. I mean, I I deduct 200% from hype just out of habit. <laughs> well, uh, so I I yeah. I mean, regardless though, you know it, whether or not the the industry is in a bubble, I I, I again think that. It depends on what your definition of bubble is. I, I think that we are seeing like the. I am very good about looking through all of the releases that come out on the PSN every single week. That is impossible to do on Steam because the number of titles and not bad titles, mind you. The number of titles, the sheer amount of them coming out on a regular basis is staggering. You know, I'm looking at VR uh, every single week. And if I was paying for all of it, there was no way that I could ever keep up with it. The fact that, you know, I'm, I'm writing to developers and, and getting stuff for review code, etc., that's helping a lot. But there's literally at least 8 to 12 titles coming out every week for VR. And that is a brand new industry. So how the heck are we going to keep up with this in five years? Even on the PSN, if Sony continues the, the pace, the reason I bring up the PSN is because I missed a game. I think it was two weeks ago. I just found it tonight. Um, it's a tabletop board game, card game, hybrid that looks amazing. And there was no... I never saw anything posted anywhere about its release. It's 20 bucks. It looks super polished. It looks like it's a lot of fun. I've got to go find it, but 
you know, if it's to the point where we're uh, slipping through the cracks now, I don't know that it's necessarily a bubble as much as it is that there are more people buying games. And so it seems like we might be there. But if the business numbers bear it out because all these pieces of software are selling, then I don't think it's truly a bubble. And if it continues to sell, then it's not going to be a bubble. It's only going to be a bubble when people stop buying. Just like the housing market here yeah, in San Francisco. Right. But also at the same time, if people aren't making money, if there's just too much choice and there's not enough money being made where it's not viable for people to do that, that's a different type of bubble right where but, like, but we're, consolidation is just going to have to happen but we're not in that right now because if we were then the number of titles launching would be decreasing rather than increasing at this exponential pace but i'll pose this and this kind of leads back into matt's whole statement i think that actually causes a lot of matt's complaints because people start cutting corners to try and cut costs to get things out the market sooner and to get attention. So they overhype things online, under deliver when they come out because, you know, they had to cut a bunch of corners to get stuff to market. All because of there's so much competition out there and they got to try and like, you know, hype to get, you know, noticed and, you know, get it out there, cut all kinds of corners just to get it out there to, to make release dates or just to get the game, you know, working because they were, you know, pie in the sky on what they wanted to do. Um, that, I mean, that kind of stuff is, it's gotta be tough. Then you have like, you know, games like Axiom Verge, which is like a, a labor of love of like one person, you know, made this, you know, kind of thing. I, I don't exactly know the sales numbers on that. Um, I don't know if it's all total how that guy did. I'm actually trying to look that up. You know, hopefully he did well, but that's a complete, you know, if he did do well, it's a complete anomaly. Like that's not typical, you know, for that. Um, so you're going to have like a lot of stuff that, I mean, Pokemon Go is a perfect example of it. That thing came out, stormed everything, had huge pop initially. And then, you know, people started realizing how many problems it had and just started like fleeing away from it, you know, in record numbers and in a record pace that's going to happen more and more where people are going to have like you know the flavor of the week and then be done with it within that week because there's so much choice out there there's so much to get into there's so much quality out there that keeping people's attention or not capitalizing initially with that that's why i particularly i'm fine with paying for a game i don't mind that I like paying for a game up front, getting a quality product that I can enjoy at my leisure and, you know, have a good time. This other stuff where it's like, we got to keep their engagement. You know, maybe I don't want to play a game for, you know, three years in a row. I don't disagree with that at all. Um, but I think that's why you still see varying interpretations of the business model. You know, CD Projekt mm -hmm. Red, as an example, to me, is one of the few companies, one of the few tr AAA title companies today, besides Naughty Dog, that seems to fully believe in here's everything you could want on the disc for 60 bucks. And yes, there will be DLC, but that will be additive and not replace your, your journey here. 
Um, I think Naughty Dog is very, very good about that. I think Insomniac is good about that as well. Um, but there's not a ton of developers that still follow that business model. Most are going for let's release the framework of a game and then we'll add other things as paid DLC, um, it, which I don't necessarily agree with. You know, back to your point about pre-orders, Matt, you know, pre-orders will dry up when people stop doing it, you know, and because retailers have gotten smart about offering DLC exclusive, and I'll use the point of your own weakness against you, because Amazon had two extra songs on Rock Band for its its uh, pre-order, you pre-ordered the game, and that that they find ways to hook you and 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 get you in there. So as soon as that stops working, then I think we'll see a shift in the business model. But until that day, you know, just like microtransactions, love or hate them. You know, when when uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto Online is making $500 million a year in microtransaction money, you can damn well bet your bippy that they're not going to be doing away with microtransactions anytime soon. So I, I think until people vote with their wallets, we're not going to see anything change. And if there is, if we are in a bubble, which... I could see a definition interpretation that we are in a bubble right now. And I will go back to San Francisco land real estate property uh, costs right now. We're in a re you know, a real estate bubble right now, but because nothing changes, the prices on rent in the Bay area continue to skyrocket through the roof. Uh, and it's, it's actually to the point that normal people can no longer live in San Francisco. And, which is why I commute every day. And it's it's a problem now, not just for San Francisco, but for also for the areas around it, because people are not making new housing. And that mean, but still, they, they showed a thing that showed, uh, they did a, a survey in San Francisco Business Week this week that showed that um, the number of new housing apartments in one city went up by 2,500 units but the number of people employed in the city that were living in the city went up by 50,000 and so because the demand is still so high the rents continue to skyrocket upward higher and higher same with this i mean i get what you're saying dave that the amount of of stuff that's coming out now can't possibly be consumed by everybody so they can't be turning a profit except a lot of them are otherwise they wouldn't keep doing it and because of that we, there's more people playing today than there ever were in the 80s so mm -hmm. even if you have a game that does moderately well it's going to have a larger penetration rate than something that was a triple A game from the eighties. Yeah. So it, I, that's exactly true. And overall, and overall the quality is a lot higher. I mean, there's all the developer tools out there, you know, where people can take an idea and a relatively small team can, you know, you know, have an engine already, you know, have access to an engine already where they don't have to create everything from scratch and they're not, you know, struggling that way. So, I mean, there's a lot of help out there, you know, for the stuff for people to get stuff up and running. And overall, even mediocre games today are way better than a mediocre game from like, 
I, I mean, people are just so spoiled today. They they have no idea. <laughs> careful, careful. Like. Matt's gonna sue for character infringement. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Like I remember, like even the cost of stuff. Everybody's like, ah, sixty dollars for a game. If you would make, I made this argument before. If you adjust the dollars, we always paid sixty dollars for a game. Actually, no, that's no, not true. We paid more. We paid more. Fantasy Star Three ran me, I think, ninety dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah. when I had to buy it, and it's not like you could just buy from anywhere. Like you had to go to Toys R Us. They made you feel like a criminal because you had to go back to a cage, you know, and hand them a ticket and all this kind of stuff. And it took an hour just to buy that, a damn video that game. That never happened for but any of the rest you... of us, Dave. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> if you make, if you look at the adjusted dollars for that, that's like a hundred and twenty dollars for that game. So I paid $120 for Fantasy Star 3. You damn I right I played that game for six months. <laughs> <laughs> I never did play the original Final Fantasy on NES because they're the Pomida at the time, which was the only one that had a copy of the game, had it in a locked case, and it was $80. And it sat there toying with me constantly because nobody would buy an $80 video game cartridge. I don't even so want to like talk about then, like... the Neo Geo, which was like oh. $120 to $199 per, which we happily pay, paid for because it had like so many more extra bits. So many extra bits. All the bits. All the bits. It had eight extra bits. But it's the truth. Like, people don't realize that. And if you made a mistake, like, there was no returning it. Like, if you made a mistake, that was your game for the next six months <laughs> until, like, you know, your birthday or Christmas hit. Like, that, that's, that's the way it was back then. <laughs> yeah. I guess that, that brings up a question because I don't Steam game very much. How long has that downloadable game return policy been in place? Uh, it's actually because fairly there is new. Nowhere in the universe you can return yeah. a, a digital game. Of the game. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. Uh, well, I want to say it's the last two years, two to two yeah. and a half okay. somewhere. It's it's relatively new, but the idea is that if you do not play more than two hours of the game, or uh, you have had it for less than I think twelve days, then you may return it for the full price. Um, because there was so much outrage over exactly kind of what we're talking about in terms of pre-orders. People would pre-order it on Steam because they were promised X, and then they got Y, and it was wildly different than what they said, and they would complain to Valve, and eventually there was legal stuff, and they were like, okay, okay, we'll do re refunds, so you can do digital refunds. Um, Sony does have a digital refund policy. Most of the time, that policy says no refunds, However, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. However, comma, you know, they're people and they can be reasoned with to an extent. Um, but yeah, it, it's something that because it's never been taken to court yet, it's more of what can we do to keep our customer base happy? Um, and so far, that seems to be the answer on Steam. I must be really lagging because I'm stepping on everybody today. <laughs> well, go ahead, Matt. 
Um, just physical copies. It, the general store policy is if it's open, you can exchange it for the same game, but you can't return an open game. So a game that's on Steam that you've played for two hours is effectively an open game. So they're doing refunds on open games. So that's just a very different thing. Well, I've long contended that the entire not being able to return a physical copy is an anti-consumer move. Uh, you should be able to return a physical copy. So I'm actually glad that digital is leading the way once again. Dave, you had something well, to yeah, say. But if I buy oh. a bookshelf and put it together, I can't return that either. So. Yeah, but you can't buy a bookshelf and not know what you're going to get. That's a different conversation than I I thought I was buying A and I got B. It's not like I go to Walmart, look at the bookshelf, say, I'll take one of those, and I get I get home and it's a completely different thing inside the box. No, that's, that's a, a different thing altogether. Whereas software is fluid and can be a different thing from what your understanding of it can be. Mm. I, then we could argue that I mean the the box that we got our Ninja Paddle Paddy Wagon Ninja Turtle Paddy Wagon in had actual holes for the windows and when we opened the box it was stickers you had to put on the actual physical thing so that's not always entirely true but it was but, still a Ninja Turtle vehicle in the box but it didn't have open uh, but, hole windows but it was still a Ninja Turtle vehicle in the box it's not like you bought a Ninja Turtle vehicle and got home and it was a Krang mobile. That would be something that would be false advertising. No, thank you. I said good day, sir. I said good day. Oh, rest in peace. Gene Wilder. Okay. <laughs> Dave, you had had something before that, uh, uh, that you started to say. Oh my God. I forget that by now. Okay. That's fine then. Kate, do you have any <laughs> final thoughts? Are we living in a bubble? Is all this stuff fair? I stopped listening. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump directly into the news then. Uh, Deadpool, you were droning on. <laughs> oh, um, basically the Steam thing is ba uh, basically akin to having a demo policy. So instead of every game having a demo, people are allowed to try it and then return Ask for a refund if they don't like it. Yeah, that's what it basically equates to. Works for me. Because um, back in back in the day, every game used to have a demo. Now we don't have that really anymore. So let's see what we've got on the old uh, wall of news today. Uh, no, I'll skip that one. Um, Good, I hate that one. Skip that one too. Yeah, that one lame. Uh, so it's talking about what we were just discussing uh there was a game that launched and then was pulled just three days after it released on steam um so arkin games had released 11 games on steam uh kind of mixed reception for all of it uh it's sequel you know the sequel to without wind which they recently came out um uh, they went through a nasty round of layoffs um and then Basically, they had an early access of their latest game, Case of Emergency Release Raptor. It flopped. Nobody bought the early access. 
And then three days after release, they decided to yank the game from Steam and refund money to the buyers. So their CEO said, I stated up front that our reason for doing early access with this game was partly as a market survey of sorts. I felt like that would be a great way of determining how big this game could get. Um, with some of our past commercial failures, we put in everything in the kitchen sink and there wasn't a market there. So he's basically talking about development time that they sunk into that and then it turned out that nobody wanted to buy the game. I never expected that one option to be on the table with this one, uh, that with this one would be actually don't do it at all because the premise is incredibly exciting to me and seemed like something other people would be very interested in. But just from the concept alone, we have a lot of pushback from press and despite some po quite positive coverage from some reasonably biggish YouTubers, that isn't moving the needle at all. So rather than continue to sell it and garner poor reviews or whatever the case may be, um, then at that point they decided to yank the game out of Steam Early Access and refund everybody. Now they said they're not canceling the game, but they can't afford to aggressively support it either, so they've decided to attempt a middle ground with free to play. And they said that this has no form of monetization. Peep, various people wanted to play the game. We spent a lot of time making it. So this was better than just taking it off the face of the earth. And apparently Valve is the one that suggested that. So they're going to do that and then focus on a sequel to their most popular game um, and, and go from there. So... What's interesting to me about this story is that people are finding ways to use the digital storefront in ways that it was never intended for, which in this case was basically, hey, uh, we're going to use this as a market test and see how it does. What do you think about that, if anything, or have anything to input on that? These people get paid. Money from Steam, I guess? <laughs> when they're not refunding everybody's money? That's what I'm saying. If it's like a free-to-play and they're not monetizing in any way, <laughs> When they're not perform, refunding everybody's money? Uh, yeah. Uh, did they just have, like, seed money they just burned through? and? Yeah. Possibly, or, later. or or they I, took money from I, I, the previous project, and yeah. I'm sure they invested the pre-order money or the early access money, like, right away, so what they returned, they still had some amount left over greater than zero, so. Which seems like a huge hit to take at that point in the life cycle. Uh, you know, it might, it might not have been, because if they sold zero then you know or or next to zero and had been giving away nothing but uh various you know they sold zero tokens, then i could see that being a, a a very reasonable thing for them to say look we need to pull this now refund the meager investment that it was there and figure out another approach i could see that and this is literally the whole mvp concept right you put something out there that's just barely functional to see if the concept is exciting at all which you should explain mvp continue development uh, minimal viable product um so fairly new-ish project management uh, style where you put out as i was saying a the minimum amount of whatever the concept <laughs> 
that you're trying to put out is and uh, to see if it if it catches on so if it does then you continue development and embellish it and make it better and stronger and, or you uh, abandon it I mean that that is the part of MVP that a lot of people forget is one of the choices is abandon it um, it's it, it really is the early access thing and it's probably one of its more pure forms um, not to not to be confused with you know putting out a full retail product that only barely works <laughs> yeah um september's playstation plus titles were released uh looks like we're getting journey and lords of the fallen for ps4 journey also for ps3 uh and then on top of that we had um what was the ps3 one uh we had prince of persia forgotten Detura. sands and the Surf the yep. forest walker datura and on the Vita, you're getting uh, Badland and Amnesia, uh, visual novel Amnesia Memories. So, Ooh. yeah. So that's uh, that's actually, to Ooh. me, that's a pretty interesting lineup. The nice part is I own Lords of Fallen, but I'm still interested in getting a, uh, a, a, a digital version of it that I can have forever. And then Journey, which I owned on the PS3 via, thanks to Matt and SharePlay, now I will own again on the PS4. What's Lords yeah. of Fallen? Lords of Fallen is a Dark so Dark Souls kind of clone. Never mind. Okay, so no more. Actually, we're a good. really good Dark Souls clone. Um, I really no, no, no. We're, we're good. <laughs> I that's wonderful. Uh, this does mark one of the few months where I've owned almost every single one of those titles, but uh, still a good month regardless. Uh, one note, Badland is all three platforms. I, oh. I, I missed you if you said that. So. No, I did not. So Badland awesome. is for all, all three, all three platforms. Uh, no Man's Sky trade-in value at GameStop has been reduced to just twelve dollars within a month of its launch, which could possibly be the largest drop in value in GameStop history that I can think of. Uh, but that's crazy. Just FYI. I'm sure they still charge you $58, $58 for the use. Oh, oh absolutely. Just a absolutely. Yes. Yes. $58.99. Um, <laughs> uh, the, uh, there was a IGN put out a video showing the character creation uh, for Divinity Original Sin 2. And it is now going to take me seven hours to create my character. And the other thing that I scoured the uh, video for was a, a list of credits of who that was because whoever was driving that demo needed to be punched in the face to, to pull a Trumpism there. Why? Because they were drunk. I mean, they, they wouldn't focus on any one thing. It was like, oh, let's thumb through half of the races and now let's go through a third of the classes and oh what's this it's like somebody was just distracted by everything and so i'm like just cycle through the class list yeah so that i can see what classes there are and they would go and they would go to a class and then they would move the cursor down over one item in the class to show you a class feature, but not all of the class features just one and then move on to something else i was like i'm going to murder you if you don't yeah so anyways it's a great video and it's long but um you feel free to scrub through it because man crazy um 
So one piece of movie news I did want to point out, uh, the Jumanji sequel is now ad- adding uh, Karen Gillan for uh, its casting. So now that brings the total cast that we know of um, up to Dwayne Johnson, Karen Gillan, um, and I had the rest here somewhere. Oh, and it's directed by Jake Kasdan. Names, but oh yeah, uh, lots of names, uh, yeah. but I still just don't. I just don't feel like this is a thing the world needs. I don't know. I, you know, will I hope that the writing and directing matches up with the casting? Because if that's the case, then we will have a great movie. We'll see. H one Z one's PS four and Xbox One versions have been paused as the PC PC edition uh, gears up to release on September twentieth. I'm hoping maybe after that they will unpause and get the darn thing out in its beta form for uh, console users. That would be nice. And then, um, <laughs> hey, hey, Matt, how surprised, hey, how surprised would you be if I said that Gran Turismo was going to be delayed? What? Gran Turismo games are never delayed. Oh, wait, no, that's the other universe I used to live in. Yes. No, they're always delayed here. That's the upside so. down. Yes, they are. Del- I don't it, understand it, why they even give dates for Gran Turismo. I don't know either. Uh, but Gran like Turismo they shouldn't do. Like, do, do you think like you when they make the announcement, they're just then, like, it should just have a trailer and then say eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree do with that think, statement. Do you think the meeting goes like this? Like, all right, uh, we need to tell them when the date that we're going to release this, and they're like, <laughs> March sixth. Like. <laughs> Well, except in Japanese. In the dartboard. Yeah, except in Japanese, because that's yeah. Um, Still with the douchey laughter, like. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the Justice Monsters Five um, coming out on mobile. Uh, so, <laughs> so this is a weird one, and I wanted to cover it because I'm sure it's not going to get much love anywhere else. There is a Jane Austen MMO called ever jane and it actually involves writing and bowing and dancing and getting invited to parties so it's actually pretty interesting and it's still in beta and there's not a ton of stuff to do but as a concept or as matt would like to say mvp uh it's kind of interesting and it's free it's kind of different I think that sounds different. It is. I mean, you have to do a... Sims, but ye old English version. That is exactly correct. (laughs) Um, So I I would definitely recommend... It's called Ever, Jane. And if you would like to download it, you can actually go sign up on their website and download the beta for free. They give you in-game money to spend on, I guess, top hats. Lord knows. I I, I didn't get that far into it. Bonnets... Yes. You know that people are going to create Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy and have them do it. Uh, probably. Probably. So that's something I wanted to point out because I stumbled across it and I'm like, this can't be real. And then it was real. And I'm like, this is actually kind of cool. So, yeah. Uh, that was uh, Pokemon Bubble is still popping as we... St- kind of alluded to 
10 million daily users gone. Um, as we mentioned uh, in one month, but then in August, it turns out they've lost over 12 to 15 million daily users. So, and then the, the uh, engagement has dropped from 100% on a daily level to under 60% and downloads are down. So, um, that's because they didn't launch brand new content every five minutes so that, you know, the people who do nothing but play the game all day would have new stuff and the rest of us would get defeated and feel left out and quit playing. Well, nice. but they want the cash cows that are the ones that will consume their content. I, I, I think it's all around just they weren't ready. They didn't expect it. They didn't have the framework in place to make changes. And now it's too late. Uh, I mean, I, I they may be able to salvage. I mean, you know, 40 million concurrent players. Or, hold on. No, 30 million concurrent players is not horrible. But still, um, I, I think they're going to have a hard time. It's not 60 million. Yeah. I know, right? That, that game was going to autocorrect regardless of how good it was. <laughs> it was just too ridiculous to start with. Just well, half the time, it was just like, how many of those downloads? Like, I'm actually shocked the numbers are still as high as they are, because probably I thought like half of the downloads are just people going, "What is everybody talking about?" Download, oh, catch, catch. Well, I you actually read in my house. My girlfriend has it downloaded on her phone. I don't have it on mine. Wait, your girlfriend? Yeah. Oh, okay. What? He hasn't made an honest woman of her yet. So oh, that's right. Oh, okay, that's right. I forgot. Yes, remember I, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot. My bad. I was just like <laughs> something you're, you're, something you're announcing. You, you, you have to be common law by now here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we're still a couple years from common law. We're probably hoping to beat common law. <laughs> but the uh, but yeah, I mean, she doesn't even play video games. Like, at all. Like, she has no idea. Like, when I'm sitting there playing something, she's just like, oh, I keep forgetting you're a nerd. And I'm like, how? <laughs> but she has Pokemon and has caught... Like, take pictures. Yeah. <laughs> but she's, you know, caught a couple Pokemon on the on the game. I don't think she plays it anymore. But she, I've seen her log into it a couple times when she was out with, like, you know, her nephew and everything like that. Just kind of be a part of that. And then... Please tell know, me you watched it. that but Batman... Please tell me you watched that Batman Go video that I posted. No, I didn't even see that. Oh, okay. After. We'll do it. After. Because, yes. Yeah, I really hate Facebook. They skip so much. Like, everybody tells me, like, oh, I can't believe you didn't comment on that thing. And I'm like, what thing? I didn't see it on my feed. Because, you know, why would I want to see everything from my friends? How about something else that you'd like uh, to know about that probably didn't show up on your feeds? Mattel is doing a promotion with Nintendo to turn six Nintendo characters into Hot Wheel cars. I did see that. It should just be Mario in his Mario Kart. It's pretty much that. It's basically Mario. It's Mario's cart with a hat as the as the frame or the chassis. This has been a thing that's been going on for actually a while. Like, if you would go to, like, Disney parks, 
um, they would have like Star Wars cars. And it wasn't like, you know, like what Boba Fett's car would look like. It was actually like a car that kind of had like a Boba Fett helmet integrated in there and Storm Super One. Like this has been a thing for like a long time now. Um, so they're actually pretty late to the game as far as doing these character cars. But it's interesting that they're, you know, doing that. I'm actually just surprised they didn't make them Amiibos. Hot Wheels Amiibos. Would buy. <laughs> just saying. Uh, it's polite silence. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of polite silence... Uh, are any of you going to play the Battlefield 1 beta since it is open to all and starts no. tonight? Why? I, I it's like, it's interacting with people. <laughs> you know, you really you are vying for... That's you're, the only interacting you have to do. You, you're, you're, in, you're vying for Matt's curmudgeon title. I, I'm like... <laughs> uh, I have been slacking lately with that, so you know he's 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 up in the bar. Yeah, I'm just angry. The one time I was actually like, "Oh yes, I will play an online game with you." <laughs> <laughs> an hour long download, and we missed our opportunity. Like I was ready, willing, and able, and all excited, thinking that was going to happen, and then instead I had to play my favorite, my most played PS4 game update. Um, so. Also in movie news this week, it uh, was revealed that Dead Deathstroke is the main villain in the Batman I see what you movie. Did there. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. Uh, to me, this seems like reactionist. Like, oh, Deadpool was so amazing. If only we had a character. Wait, we do. It's Deathstroke, who Deadpool is based on, except that Deadpool is nothing like Deathstroke. And if yeah, they I was say they're nothing alike. No, if they yeah, make the, people Deathstroke, don't know that. Yeah, but if they make Deathstroke into Deadpool for the DC universe, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna find a bridge to just no, throw myself not doing that. <laughs> He's just a popular bad guy pop that's a badass. Yeah, they're probably more likely looking at the popularity of the character when it was on Arrow and saying, Oh, he was super popular on Arrow, so let's throw him in a Batman movie. Yeah, but it's not even going to be the same guy. He's more like a Teen Titans villain. Yeah. Well, nice. yeah. But it's not going to be the same guy, so I'm I'm already, like, not interested. No. Um, yeah, well, when it was first leaked, I saw it as a Justice League villain, and I'm like, why are they adding that to Justice League? <laughs> so Batman's better than Justice League. Um. Watch Dogs 2 got a couple new uh, open world co-op hackings. I still stand by my assertion that uh, we need more parkour and explosions and guns in a hacking game. So Ubisoft should get right on that. Well, isn't that how you get to work? It's Don't really you have boring. to do Watching shoot people? people and stuff? That yeah, I, I, I totally do hack the 60-year-old the BART train on the way to work, make it explode, and then parkour off of it while it's exploding up to my fourth-story office window. That it, You are right. I didn't think about it that way. My bad. Dude, they, they need the Cyberpunk Saints Row it. 
That's I, where it needs to go. That's where Saints Row needs to go. I would be all over that. That would be awesome. Actually, yeah, I'd probably rather just Saints Row do it. Because <laughs> um, they know what they're doing. So one of the most serious industry pieces this week is that NPD is purchasing market researcher EDAR. Um, and if you don't know what any of that means, the NPD group is basically a research company that is very well respected and offers the both the digital download numbers and the physical retail download numbers or purchase numbers for video games on an individual title basis. Um, and so when a lot of people want to know how did PS4 do, they're usually consulting NPD. It's very expensive to get even a single seat um, to get access to their data, uh, but a lot of the big institutions have it. Um, and then, so what EDAR is, is EDAR basically, NPD has been split amongst multiple different sectors. EDAR has always only been video games. And so basically what it's going to allow NPD to do is kind of really hone in on their stuff because this is an already established system that just deals with this one, one vertical. So uh, that's the idea. They're, gonna, they're purchasing that in October. Um, EDAR is going to retain its name, but it will be part of basically a subsidiary of that. Um, so the idea is that they'll offer more detailed data uh, as the industry changes often and quickly. What else do we have on the old Twitter feed here? Uh, if you have not seen what Thor was up to during Civil War, you really need to go find no, that. No spoilers. I want to wait for the Blu-ray. It's you I'm really... so angry they released this stuff beforehand. Yeah, it's quite good. Um, Metal Gear Solid 5... No, Metal yeah, Metal Gear Solid 5. Metal Gear Solid Metal 5, Gear. the definitive experience, has finally been detailed as to what it is. And it's uh, basically Ground Zeroes and the Phantom Pain released as one cohesive thing with all of its DLC. For $49.99. So... If you somehow so miss, it's the game of the year edition. It's basically the game of the year edition. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, being game of the year. <laughs> well, Metal Gear Solid Five is pretty doggone good. I still have it. Um, couple upgrade kind of things. So oh, uh, they they basically announced that some PlayStation Four games will be offering free PSVR upgrades to existing owners because that worked so well during the PSP era. When did we ever get those PSP uh, to UMD UMD to, to digital Vita trade-ins <laughs> going? When did the, Sony roll yeah. that out? Oh, right. They did uh, Tomorrow? Yeah, no, they didn't. So, anyways, uh, they're saying that there are certain titles that will Hustle King's will be able to be updated. Super Stardust, Ultra VR, and Bound are all support, set to re receive PlayStation VR at launch. Um, but Drive Club will not. You'll have to buy it as a brand new title. Star Wars Battlefront will receive a PSVR add-on free of charge. 
and then Rise of the Tomb Raider, the 20-year celebration, and Final Fantasy 15 will have their VR experiences bundled in. Which, if that Final Fantasy 15 one has not changed much from what we saw at E3, then expect to be severely lacking in what it is. Uh, yes. Uh, Dinner Live Extreme 3. <laughs> they showed a trailer of what the VR is going to look like. And, I mean, I love DOAX, but it's fucking awful. Oh, excuse your French. It's family show. It's gone from because DOAX is essentially a volleyball game slash beach fashion simulator. Yeah. And the VR is sexual harassment. Yeah, it's yeah. It is. Yep. It's totally sexual harassment. You I have been a girls, and they tell you to stop, and you don't stop. Yeah. And it's uh, there are quite a few. Um, reaction videos to that and it, there are a lot of people saying oh it's a Japanese thing versus a you know western culture difference no it's just straight up sexual harassment it's very 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 I don't know what they're thinking no I'm, I'm uh, that was actually my question it. what the hell are they thinking uh, they that the entire video game community player base is still 13 year old males that is the only thing i can come to the conclusion of and even then this is completely the wrong message to send to that target demographic as well uh if you would like to see what they do i recommend you do it just to see because it is it's pretty doggone shocking what they have you do in that game because doax itself is very tame it gets a lot of crap but before this VR thing, it's just girls in bathing suits on the beach playing beach games. And, and that's you, it. And you about, using a virtual no. hand to do things to them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, While they protest angrily. Yes. So uh, that will be... Conversely, did, did you hear how the VR for, for Tekken is going to work? I did not. I missed that one. Um, it's, it's, um, basically, did you, uh, what's that, uh, dang it, what's that Rock'em Sock'em's robot movie? Um, with, with Hugh Jackman? Because I can't think of names right now. Yeah, it yeah. was what Full was Metal, Steel. oh, Blue Steel, yeah. Full Steel, yes. Full Steel, yeah. Whatever. Yes. Whatever that was. Basically, we know what you're it's talking. that. You're, you're controlling the fight from ringside. So basically, you're in the audience, but you're still controlling the fight from the side. With a controller. So instead of being on the others, with the controller. Yeah, oh, you're still, okay. You're not, you're not playing the character, getting kicked around and doing flips and stuff. You're just controlling it from ringside as opposed from the other side of the screen. Mm. Why well, that? Well, all right. Sure, I guess. Seems redundant. Redundant seems redundant. Yeah, I agree. That seems really weird. It's 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 better than sexual harassment simulator, but that you know. that is very true. So you're not you're not the you're not controlling the action. You're controlling the guy controlling the react the, the action. What? Sort of, if you want to look at it that way, I guess. You're not you're not controlling the action. You're not controlling the fighting. 
You are controlling, you're controlling the, the guy, you controlling the fighting. No, no, you, you are controlling are the, the fighter. Because you're... So think about it this way, no, Dave. No, you're not. You're controlling no, no, the no. guy, controlling the fighting. No, no. Think. You oh, are the guy. You are the guy controlling the fighting. He's. Oh. That's the whole point of the in the audience. In that <laughs> audience. Dan, Daniel Daniel just wrote in to correct us. Real Steel is the name of the movie. Thank Real you for that. For that. <laughs> Thank you. Because we were all like Blue Steel. Yes. Um, <laughs> Blue Steel is the the look that yeah, the guy gives in yeah, um. Yeah. Zoolander. <laughs> yeah. So yes. Uh, Real Steel. Starring Wolverine and some kid. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what else did we see? Hugh Jackman's "I Need a New Jacuzzi" movie. Uh, <laughs> Google, Google has opened up a registration for its first ever indie game. Uh, and indie game development uh festival, and so I think this is actually a, a pretty awesome thing that currently Apple is not doing. Uh, it's only for Android, obviously, but um, it's something to keep an eye on. Uh, the PS4 Slim appears like it will support 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi, which that in and of itself is probably the only real use case that I can see for upgrading at this point because of the fact that if you are stuck using Wi-Fi, the 2.4 gigahertz is not enough. That's why I'm running a 50-foot <laughs> cable through my apartment just for my PS4. Uh, for latency time, so a 5 gigahertz one should help alleviate some of those problems for some folks. Uh, Did you see the uh, second one in the wild stuff? Oh, of the Slim? Yeah. No, I did not. Yeah, the only thing I saw that was, was extra different from the other one is the DualShock is a new version of the DualShock 4. Right. And instead of just having the glow bar in the front, there's a glow bar on the top of the touchpad. Right. Right. Which would make it easier for the PSI uh, to track from the current model. Yeah. Um, there are a new batch of NX, NX rumors, so take them as rumors. Um, but the short and long of it is, is that they, according to a source who has been right about a bunch of other things, um, the NX prototype that this person saw had a 6.2 inch 720p multi-touch touchscreen. And then would uh, the dock station prototype had USB ports, possibly two. Don't know if, if that would change for the final product. Um, and then Game Freak is somehow being involved with NX. Which, if you are not familiar with uh, Game Freak, basically they are... Um, they are a Japanese video game developer. They do most of the Pokemon stuff, etc. So, my thought is they're using Game Freak as a Mark Kearney kind of role, saying, okay, you're a developer, what would you like to see on this thing? Let's build that in there. So that would be my guess um, as to how they would be used, as well as developing some initial software for it from the get-go. So, Dave, I know, well, not just you, but my wife is also extremely excited about the NX. Um, if that turns out to be true, what do you think about 
those specs for the NX. I mean, <clears throat> I'm almost not even... Nintendo's kind of proven time and time again that specs really don't matter. Um, it's really the software that's going to matter to me. Um, it seems that Nintendo's been lagging on bringing out any super great software over the years. They have to have a number of people working on something. I'm hoping it's stuff for the NX. That's all I care about. Um, this thing could be vastly underpowered, but if it has a ton of great games and some innovative features, people are going to play and buy it. So if it comes out, the price is right, the games are right, it's all, it's all that matters. That's all I care about. So I mentioned earlier that uh, year over year numbers were down for the industry. Uh, the stat was 14% decrease in U.S. digital and physical gaming revenues in July, according to NPD. However, the 3DS, 2DS did well, um, which mainly was due to a price drop in the launch, launch of Monster Hunter Generations. Um, however, the increase in worldwide digital game revenues in July was actually up by 10%. So even though the U.S. market's stagnating a little bit, it still seems like the global economy on a whole is still good. But the biggest number surprise this week for me was Kabam's CEO uh, basically said that the lifetime revenues of Marvel Contest of Champions, which is a Facebook game, is $300 million to inception to date. They've made $300 million and they are projecting that before everything is said and done, uh, they will rake in a billion dollars on just Marvel Contest of Champions alone. Now, Matt, your kids were playing that, were they not? Or was that you? Because that's the Marvel no, fighting game. Oh, I thought I thought for sure you had told me one of your kids was. I don't think so. Okay, um, it's not bad, but it's sure not deep. So I, I'm actually really surprised. I guess a lot of you know people have extra time and not a lot of things to do and extra money to burn. I guess. Um, was that revenue or was that profit? That was good question. Revenues, not profit, but still okay. a billion dollars of still, revenue still for a, a Facebook game is pretty crazy. Yeah. For those that don't know, the difference between revenue and profit is revenue is the raw amount of money they've taken and profit is what they actually made after expense. Speaking of raw amount of yeah, profit, oh, go ahead. A billion, I think, covers expenses. Probably. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> so, Kate, I know you gave up on Pokemon Go because there wasn't a lot going on by you, right? Yeah. What if I told you someone is porting Pokemon Go to the Dreamcast VMU? I don't have a Dreamcast. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious that as a as a general concept that somebody is taking the time to program this out. They're doing a randomly generated map grid 
you go and you find them and then you catch them on a Dreamcast VMU. I all will. These people that have so much time on their hands, can they go to my job and I'll just screw around? I... Um, so one of the other quick stories that I did want to point out, and this is still going on as last I checked as of yesterday, Amazon uh, is currently having a sale just like GameStop did on the physical edition of Doom. And it is $20 delivered to your doorstep for free if you are a Prime member. Uh, 20 bucks is a great buy. My copy is actually sitting over there. It arrived today because I could not resist 20 bucks for that game. Um, more than worth the price. So just FYI. Um, physical only. If you try to buy the digital, it's 60 bucks. And that alone highlights the problem with distri digital distribution because... If they can deliver me a physical copy for 20 bucks, then they damn well don't have the overhead that a $60 copy would in digital form. But That's digital, just awesome. digital copies aren't sitting on their shelves taking up space that they need to clear off for other things. But, but the, the digital copies are also not sitting on their shelf, meaning I shouldn't have to pay the exact amount as a physical copy. So thank you. Yes, you you're have buying a license. It's not, my point. it's not the copy you're paying for. You're paying for the license. <laughs> $60 license regardless. Uh, Final Fantasy XV's first half is open world, but then it gets linear for the second half, meaning that we are back to the corridor from Final Fantasy XIII, but in reverse. I'm actually maybe okay with this, other than the fact I don't like the fact that I can't back, get back out to the open world. But, you know, really when you think about most Final Fantasy games, you know when you get to that point, that is going to be the, oh, I'm going to go do the last stretch of the story and I'm not going to be able to, to save again, so I need to save now. But I'm not sure how I feel about that for half of a game. What do you guys think? Well, it it depends. If it's Final Fantasy thirteen hallway, I will probably rip out my beard and eat a child. Um, Please live stream that Final on the main <laughs> channel when you do so. That's all I ask. All I ask, um, not asking much, just live stream that on the main channel, please. Our numbers will go through the roof. And then the cops will show up in my house. Um, but if it's Final Fantasy X hallway, eh, then I'm okay. Ah. Kate, what do you think about this? As a, as a, uh, like, I mean, there's no question, and I'll probably still like it. So, I mean, it doesn't concern me. Now, did you like Thirteen? Yes, I did actually. Okay. And Dave, what about you? Oh wait, you don't play Final Fantasies. Never mind. You just troll their boards. <laughs> um, that was a long time ago. <laughs> so I have been very much itching for a uh, arcade racing smash 'em up uh, game because Burnout Paradise. Oh, I know what I know what you're going to talk about. Is not on the PS4 or Xbox One as of yet, but there is a new demolition car game called Wreckfest um, coming very soon by Bugbear Entertainment uh, that looks very interesting. Looks like it's got some Burnout Paradise-esque 
uh, destruction of cars, and I'm I'm very excited for it. Um, but they have not said exactly. Uh, Stunt Fest is is another kind of similar thing, but Wreckfest is the one I'm really looking for, and they are saying they have not released a price yet, other than 2017 at this point. So, is that what you were thinking I was going to say? Yeah, that does look fun. Yeah, it does very much. Uh, there is a rumor of a new Duke Nukem game being announced. Just, uh, just let it go. I, years. Yeah, I just <laughs> don't know. I don't think so. Um... Nintendo's Reggie Filame. There's a rumor for a while that it's a remake of Duke Nukem 3D, which would be interesting, but I don't know that you can take that game out of the 90s. <laughs> you, you can't. They tried. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, the PlayStation Plus is getting a price hike. We knew that last week, but what we did not know is whether or not they were going to add any additional games to the service or anything along those lines. They have come out and specifically said, there will be nothing else extra. You are just getting a $10 price hike. Any any thoughts on that? Nope. Okay, moving on. Uh, GGA? I, I actually thought it already was 60 bucks a year. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's... Uh, today, I believe, is the last day that you can buy it for 50 bucks. So if you want to renew... I, I thought that was until the 20-something. Oh. oh, no, I thought it was the end of the month. So yeah, either way, don't wait. If you can afford it, re-up it, and there you go. Um, turned out that in some... About YouTube? About what? YouTube. What about it? And the change to their user agreement for advertiser-friendly content. Why don't you tell us all about it, Kate? Well, they're going to uh, change... They, well, they changed their terms of agreement. And if you have a YouTube channel, they automatically... Um, you automatically agree to it. And they want things to be advertiser-friendly if you're monetizing. And a lot of people who have swearing or any kind of thing in their video are getting them taken down. <laughs> so, I did see that. Um, I don't know that in the long run that's going to work out. I don't think it's going to work in the long run, but right now yeah, it's causing a bit of a kerfuffle bit of a scene yeah yeah um it, you know especially as youtube in general tries to steer its business model towards subscription-based streaming uh i think we're going to see more of this stuff but then it's going to be on the onus of the community to push back and say no this isn't right there are a lot of youtubers that stream adult language so I don't know how successful they're really going to be able to be. Um, but it'll be interesting to watch the, the conversation unfold. Um, I don't like that they are using so strong-handed tactics to where there's not a conversation first. It's just we're implementing these rules, and then if there's enough backlash, 
that's why you see people even like us branching out to other services um youtube live is very lenient right now it's the wild west for all intents and purposes twitch is somewhere in the middle uh except when it comes to music so if you use any kind of copyrighted music kiss the audio for your entire broadcast goodbye um but otherwise they're pretty lenient on that type of stuff um but yeah it's it's interesting it, the whole digital rights creation is kind of a wild west still to this day um so that conversation will be interesting as we move through it now matt did you buy song of the deep you did not I did not. I did. No, it's it's Dave on my did. list of things to get to. And I did. So it turned out uh, during GameStop's financial conference call for the second quarter of the year, they shared information on the performance of Song of the Deep, which is by Insomniac. So this was the first uh, GameStop published game. And they actually said that the title sold over 120,000 copies with digital sales amounting to about 20% uh, of the total amount. Uh, so they, they know, we know because it was in their conference call that their gross margin on that of profits was 63%. So that means that GameStop is very happy with how that worked. And imagine if you have a dedicated sales force who have to push it with every single thing they say to you, it's amazing how those games get sold more and do well opening release as a small indie title. So I actually think that this is going to be a evolving uh conversation about how gamestop modifies its business model uh to attract more people as a publisher because then they know they have a built-in sales force with the direct consumer to push a game that may not otherwise have a marketing budget to spend on commercials and things of that nature except it was made by insomniac so it did well, but GameStop published it, so, you know, right. the publisher is so usually the one that... Welcome to GameStop, where you can pre-order, blah, blah, blah. It's a, you will buy all of the games with GameStop stickers on them. Mm -hmm. You will buy all of the games. Mm -hmm. So just the more reason to never go to GameStop, except to renew my Game Informer subscription. Uh, one of the other things that they mentioned <laughs> on the call is that uh, their, uh, the PSVR was the fastest console uh, sale sellout that they've ever had. Uh, the Every time that they listed it, which was three times, it was sold out in five minutes. I know because I was there the first time when it happened. Um, but yeah. Uh, for Nathan Fillion and Alan Tudyk fans, uh, for those of you that know about the project Con Man that basically was a parody of Firefly, uh, Firefly's cancellation, I should say. And, really annoyed about that this week, by the way. Yeah. Uh, anyways, if you did watch their Con Man series, they actually released a video game for iOS and Android this week uh, where you build your own con and then get stars to come and work your con in order to build a better experience for people. Um, and it stars Nathan Fillion, Alan Tudyk, and Felicia Day. So that is something you may wish to check out. Um, yeah, I bought it on Vimeo and now it's no longer on Vimeo. Oh, Con Man? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I I have not yet. Yeah. It's been on my list, but yeah. I have not taken the jump yet. 
Yeah, you have to go to some convoluted website now in order to do that. You can't actually watch it on Vimeo anymore, even if you've purchased it. But mm. technically, they get you because the initial people who purchased it were purchasing a rental. But then they said, hey, this has been so great. You get to keep it for free. You get to, you know, keep it because you paid the full price for the season, you know, for renting it. So like, oh, right, you can keep it to watch it whenever you want. Except that was a lie. Yeah. Uh, in other TV uh, news. Fact, fact check on, oh, sorry, fact check on the PS Plus thing. What is that noise? Somebody's got a stream up maybe? <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, fact anyway, check on PS um, Plus. Fact check on the PS Plus. It is on the 22nd of September that the price goes up. So you have a little bit more time than like tonight. But oh, okay. Again, don't tarry. Yeah. Uh, it was announced that the FX upcoming X-Men TV show Legion will tie into Fox's cinematic universe. So I, I actually think this could be how they eventually lead into Age of Apocalypse, which I would be super... Super down for as long as they okay. introduce Bishop. Because he's a key role. You mean? Shut up. Shut, you shut your dirty mouth. Um, <laughs> All uh, my heroes need to have neckerchiefs. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> you going to tell me Forge sucked? Are you going to tell me Forge sucked? No, you're not. Forge did not have a neckerchief. He did in certain incarnations. That was around his leg half the time. <laughs> but he had a neckerchief. Thank you very much. Uh, no, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't around his neck. It was at certain points when he was in the desert. Uh, the. But that, that's when it made sense. Bishop just does it all the time, like some fashion victim. Well, no, that's early Bishop, not later Bishop. Later Bishop is bald and, and does not have any kind of neckerchief. So, uh, Simon Kinberg, the producer of the X-Men cinematic franchise, is joining the fall <laughs> can we, can we... in our stars. Uh, writers on the upcoming New Mutants X-Men spinoff film. So just FYI there. Since we're still we're doing on TV spinoffs, oh, since we're doing TV spinoffs, did you see the um, New Warriors featuring yes. Squirrel Girl announced today? Okay, other than the fact that um, what's her name, Anna Kendrick, does not look like Squirrel Girl. Well, and she's not confirmed for the role yet. And oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, just a wish list. There. Oh, oh, okay, good, good. I, I, I totally agree. As long as we get Speedball and Night Thrasher, I'm good. I could care less about the rest of the, the, you know, if we get Firestorm, great, or not Firestorm, um, um, Firestar, great. If they put Darkhawk on the team, I my life is over because that pretty much right there, everyone that I've ever cared about is now on screen. So, um, but I really want Night Thrasher and Speedball because you need those two to. Uh, yeah, Speedball's been on pretty much every version of the New Warriors, so if they don't have him, 
it would Which be means you probably won't get Nova because they'd seem redundant. But uh, you know, they they could do Nova. I could see them doing it, but I'm not sure. Uh, oh, and uh, Daniel says that the Con Man game is actually pretty entertaining. Just FYI. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, do we have anything else in the way of news? I'm thinking we're dwindling down. Uh, so, again, it's kind of popping up that at the September 7th meeting, the only thing left Sony really possibly has in their bag is the announcement of a new Vita. <laughs> I do not believe that this is the case. Sony, is, uh, the Vita is a second-class citizen now. I don't see how that would change. Oh. Well, you can't, you can't disagree with me that it's not a second-class citizen. Your face is a second-class citizen. Your mom's face is a second-class citizen. Dude. But still, I mean, this is the Vita. Where, this is no, the Vita we're I about. love Come the on. Vita. I think it's the greatest piece of gaming hardware ever put out. But it's a second-class citizen. Sony does not give it any love. They they don't give it any press time. They don't do anything with it. They just quietly announce games to fail off and die. I, I think the Vita wishes it was a second-class citizen <laughs> in Sony's camp. I, I agree. That's, I agree. that's what I think. Just a citizen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's get to uh, mail. Very... One, one, one more piece oh, of news. Oh, go ahead. It, today was con was today was confirmed as much as i am nervous about it season two oh, of yes. stranger things yes i am right there with you but it does have a polywog so it can't be all bad and a pumpkin patch so we might to me stranger things feels like a lightning strike situation and rarely does that happen twice it, it's kind of a now, if it was all planned out then maybe, but so was The Matrix, and hey, know, there's still only one movie. Hey, no, no, there's two. Matrix 2 is I fine. don't think that was planned out. Th Wait, there was what? one and a half movies. Yeah, Matrix it's 2. Did you say about Matrix. the second? No, I like the second Matrix. I say it is passable. The whole, the whole thing? Really? The whole thing? Mm, it's got problems, but overall, I like it. The third one is not good. I... The there best thing go. about the second movie is it's Ergo, not the Ergo, it's not good. <laughs> you know what the worst part is? I even like that scene where he's talking to the architect. I, I actually like just... most of it, but yeah. Um, so I let's... just watched that trilogy last week, or the other week, actually. So I'm, I'm pretty fresh on it if you want to go there. You just watched the, the first movie three times? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I watched the whole thing because I was like, really, were they as bad as I remember? All right, so our first question comes from yeah. Chaos Castillo, who asked, what do you think of the new update with the skill rating fix for Rocket League? Um, if you're not familiar with what this is all about, it used to be that, let's say that I was good at Rocket League and Matt sucked. I could then take Matt in a party into... Uh, a ranked game and half the time I would be paired up under my ranking and half the time I would be paired up under Matt's ranking. Meaning that if I was really good, I was basically 
screwing over the other team with my good ranking. So they have fixed that so that it's not supposed to happen anymore. I have not seen whether or not it is doing it on a regular basis still or if it's actually fixed. Um, but I think it's a good thing for the community all around, especially because they have so many players and so many new players. And God, that game is great. We need to do another Rocket League night for all of us eventually here. Um, but that's a great question. I think it's a good thing for the community. I think they've needed to do it for quite a long time. I'm glad to see that they are actually doing so. Uh, Squid Seas wrote in and asked, what do you think of microtransactions like the one in AAA games like Deus Ex? And I know we covered this a bit last week, but a lot of people are just now picking up Deus Ex and finding that you can buy the level up tokens for to gain new skills. There were at least 37 DLC microtransactions things for Deus Ex at launch. Half of the screen of new content in the PlayStation Store was between Deus Ex and... I can't think of what the other one was, but there was another one. It was just like screen after screen after screen of just microtransactions. It was crazy. Uh, anybody else have any feelings one way or another on this? It's kind of sad. Yeah, I don't know. You feel bad. See, the thing is, the thing that I feel bad about is like, if you say want to support a company, like say if something comes out and you want to support a company, and they have like you know five DLC things, so you're just like, okay, I really like this company, I'm going to support that. But then when you have just like that much. Like, it's just so obvious that, and it's, like, stuff that, you know, could have been in there, and then there's, like, you know, the other stuff where it's, like, you know, the the bonuses and everything like that. I don't know. It just kind of seems a little weak to do it day one, at least. Yeah, I agree. Um, Hollow Sam asks, how do you stream games? Uh, the answer is I use a Razer Ripsaw. Uh, which is a USB 3.0 device, uh, and that basically takes the output from my PS3, PS4, whatever, uh, other than handholds, handhelds, uh, and actually puts it into a screen on my PC, and then I use my broadcasting software, which we are doing right now, which is how we get this Brady Square effect, um, or, or the Twitter feed, or the gaming schedule uh, in the bottom right, um, that's basically how we put that all together. Uh, and then I can actually splice in movies and sounds and all those different things on the fly uh, as we go. So that's the idea behind that. That's how we stream. Uh, if you own a PS4 or Xbox One, you can do streaming for free. It's built into the console, but you can't do any kind of production work like this um, in doing so. It's just a streaming your feed out and being able to see the chat and that's it. So it's a very basic kind of setup. And, and the games do control what you can and can't stream. So publishers right. can put a block on certain things. Whereas in with my method, if it's output to the screen, then I have the ability to stream it. Uh, also, kids, do, do be careful of copyright violations and strikes. You know, don't play music in games. You'll find that for most of ours, except the Rock Band one, which I have already received 11 copyright strikes for. Um, yeah, uh, 
we will most of the time turn off music or use royalty free background music in our production work. So um, most of the time it's just easier to turn the background music off so you don't get a content strike against you and that's what you do. So keep that in mind. You will never be able to listen to uh, game music again if you are streaming video games all the time. So that's going to do it for uh, reader mail, uh, housekeeping items. Thanks for joining us. You can find us live every Wednesday night on uh, Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash gamers ledge. Uh, you can find us on YouTube gaming, which is YouTube slash dot com slash C slash gamers ledge on Facebook live, facebook.com slash gamers ledge. Uh, and we're also on hitbox.io. And another one that I've forgotten off the top of my head because uh, we're just now starting to stream to it for the first time. But I will find out and get that back with you. Uh, do visit us on Facebook. Uh, Twitter is at Gamers Ledge. Our website, of course, is GamersLedge.com where you can find a lot of our news. And then usually we'll repost a lot of our videos and things there also. Um, if you do like what we're doing on your service of choice, do subscribe and click the like button if there is one. Uh, and if you decide you'd like to support what we do, we have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash gamersledge where you can find out more there. Uh, we've got different goals for different pledge levels as we increase uh, patronage. Other than that, that's going to bring us to final thoughts. Uh, let's start this week with Dave. Final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. I, I really have an issue with portables. <laughs> It's, it's a love such a, issue. Such a weak spot. I had to actually run around to like a different store in the area because I really wasn't aware of the, the bundle. And then when, you know, my friend let me know about it, I was just like, oh, crap. So I looked on the web, looked on websites and found that it was like out of stock in my local store, out of stock in all the stores in the area. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's just gone. Oh, that that store has it. And it's, you know, well, only a half hour away. So that that's pretty much what happened. All right. Uh Kate, final thoughts. Um, I got nothing. I'm t I'm really tired. <laughs> okay. Uh Matt, final thoughts? Um uh, you don't don't send death threats to developers. That's just not cool. <laughs> death threats are bad. But okay. how are internet people supposed to express themselves calmly and rationally and with thought and reverence you know i think What's all wrong with you i think all internet trolls should be forced to play the jane austen mmo i'm just saying <laughs> it's, if you want to comment you need to play 15 minutes of this game ah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, angry. So my final thoughts this week, <laughs> um, I actually have a couple that go through the same thread. Um, we've been doing a lot of work to the site. Uh, there are now forums up on the site. Once again, we had them for a long time, but they weren't working very well, so I took them down. Uh, but I did put forums back up on the site, so if there's anything you want to discuss or request you have for us, you can also leave that information there. We even have a thread for the mailbag for this 
uh, particular show. So if you have questions that you want to ask, you can go to gamersledge.com slash community or click on the forums button when you get to the site and it will take you right there uh, and you can leave your comments and questions for us. Also, within probably the next week to week and a half, our store page on our website will be going live. We will be selling handmade uh, geek jewelry uh, starring various uh, video game and geek characters. Uh, so that's all going to be new and part of the site as well. So check that out. And that will be under the store link. It is not live yet. So if you're going there right now, it's not going to work. But look for that over the next week, week and a half or so. Um, all that's being finished up right now. And then last but not least, we'll end the show as we always do. With a joke. Why are ghosts banned from the liquor store in the Toadstool Kingdom? Something about spirits. Because they would steal all the booze. Until next week, game on! No. Bad Mr. No. Mark. <laughs>